Welcome back to another episode of Shifted Radio. I'm Mike. Today we have one of my old friends, Mason Baptista, on the show, and he's here to talk about some of the things that we may not think about. So Mason has been playing professional hockey for three seasons now, and he just signed with EHC Freiburg in the Dell 2, which is the German Second League. Before that, he has played in East Coast Hockey League, and he played college at the NCAA 3 level for four years at St. Norbert's College, where he won two national championships. Mason's route to professional hockey has been pretty unconventional, and it's a great story that I think a lot of people will resonate with because it's just more popular than people think to take this route to professional hockey than the more often talked about route, route to you know playing in junior hockey and or playing in college and then making it to the NHL where everyone hears that but what actually happens more often than the time is you know players have to hustle and they have such you know either mental resiliency or their skills develop later or whatever the case may be you know Players have to struggle and then hustle and then try to make their way dealing with a lot of you know, adversity along the way. And Mason's story is really about perseverance because Mason's one of the hardest working athletes I know. And he's also a really intelligent guy who's doing a lot of cool things on the side that you know, would suggest that he is also hustling away from hockey, which is building up his network and building up, you know, just a lot of good positive emotions around him and a positive things. And Mason's just a great overall guy. So I'm really happy that he could join us today on the show. And I'm pretty excited to get uh, get talking. So without further ado, let's welcome Mason to the show. Mason, how are you doing today, buddy? Good, Mike. How are you? I'm great. I'm great. Thank you. Welcome to the show. Thanks for being on. We've been trying to schedule this for some time, but, uh, you know, you're a busy guy and, you know, we're, and, and I'm also, you know, doing some things too, but uh, it's good to be busy because that means you're doing stuff in your, in your spare time. So I'm, I'm really thrilled. I'm excited that you're, that you're on and you're here today. Yeah. Excited to be here. I know we've been, uh, we've been trying our best to try and get this set up. I'm happy <laughs> we finally were able to do it. Yeah, no, it's great. It's great. And, you know, we've, we've known each other for quite a long time now, like uh, probably since I was maybe 21 or 22 years old, we used to train together and you're what, really a few years younger than me. I think you're a 90 birthday and I'm 86. Yeah, so yeah, we used to, we used to train together back in the day at Dennis's gym. That was, uh, those are the days. Oh man. The four days. I don't forget the gauntlet. I remember oh, just dying God. and just, <laughs> Just battling it out, trying to skate. And, oh my god! Uh, it was man, those, grind. That was. Uh, I'm not kidding, Mason. That, that group that we had as our training group was, you know, it, it, that training group that we had pushed me so hard because I remember thinking to myself, because remember we had we had Katie uh, Schleba in the group, tennis player, <laughs> athlete, and she and she was probably the best athlete in our group, and she. She probably pushed us so hard because she was working so hard and it just forced you and I and Claudio to, <laughs> to bring it. And Zach and Zach. Oh, man. I remember Claudio said he almost pulled his groins just making sure she didn't catch him at the, one of the gauntlets. <laughs> Could do everything possible to win. <laughs> Couldn't have believed that she was on his tail. My gosh. Oh, man. She is a, she's a tremendous athlete with an unbelievable work ethic. And Honestly, we, I think we trained together for three summers. Uh, that was our training group. Three summers, probably. Oh, yeah. But we, like, three summers of just us being in that group. And that was, you know, like, really, really good work we put in. We did, did four days. Like, that was insane. But, like, you know, that, those are the kind of things that you need to do to, to make it, right? To match your, um, your, your action to your ambition, right? Those are the kind of things that most people aren't willing to do. But we had a trainer that made us do it. So, <laughs> yeah. Well, no, he was he was always there having the whip. But you know what? The one thing we always showed up, and yeah, uh, Dennis can attribute to. There's a lot of guys that come and go from the gym, but like when I was around, when I would be coming back home in the summers, that's the place I go to every chance they get. So, 
Um, most people don't want to work though. So no, yeah. everyone just wants, they just think it's supposed to just show up. It's like, no, yeah. you got to put in the work. Yeah. It's amazing. It's amazing what happens when nobody's watching, right? Like it's amazing what you're doing. Uh, you can always tell the, the athletes that have a chance, right? Like they, they're not, they don't, they don't worry about who's watching them or not watching them. They're just doing their thing and they're focused on what they got to do. Yeah. Especially now with like the social media boom, everyone's so caught up on tape and everything. And, and, and I get it. Yeah, everyone's trying to do their own thing, but like, you got to remember the most important thing is getting to work. You got to get the work and that's the most mm-hmm. important thing first and foremost. So. Yeah, like if you don't do the reps, like, uh, you know, being being good for one rep max is great. But if you're not doing the reps uh, to make yourself conditioned, then it's not going to help you in athletics. Well, yeah, again, to listen, I was listening to the last podcast you had with Dennis and uh, it was so true. The fatigue thing is something uh, it's what I again, I, I took from Dennis and I always tell people about it, like never had a trainer condition me like that. And I. I make my training system built around those same principles and everyone even around here always like, they're always wondering why I'm running around like crazy doing (laughs) some of the circuits I'm doing, but it's just like, that's what you're trying to get ready and prepared for what you're about to encounter the rest of the season. Yeah. Yeah. That's, it's so true, right? Like, and the, the, the the effort that you need to be willing to put in is going to really dictate how far and and you're, you're going to go. Right. And people develop at different ages because, you know, their bodies change different ages, but you know, one thing that you can develop is your work ethic and you can work hard uh, at any point in time. And that's just a matter of bringing a good attitude. Right. And that's something that I, you know, even, even being older than you, I learned from you too, because you came every single day ready to work and you were willing to put in whatever work was asked of you. And then that was something that I learned from you. So that was, that was really, really good. Well, yeah, that was, uh, we always pushed each other again. Like that was, that's why we stuck around together as such a good group is because we knew that we were going to push each other. We're mm-hmm. not going to all the people, anyone else that did come and go, typically was just like they either didn't want it or it just wasn't for them. And uh, we just worked really well just because we always pushed each other. So it's something that respect from you. And that's why we always had it. That's why we were great workout partners. So yeah, no, it's great. It was great. No. So that's good. It's good. So we, we gave people a little brief, little Coles notes version of, uh, of your bio, but why don't you tell people, a little bit about you and, and how you got to be on this show today and, and what your path has been like. Well, yeah, like, um, well, well, might as well start it right back where we were together when we first met again, back in Toronto, we were grinding. Like again, I was playing junior A at 18, 19 in my overage year. And again, it, my story is kind of unconventional to where I got right now, but I get a lot of, a lot, every D one team passed me up. Um, I was a top five or 10 goal scorer in the league. But again, I just did, I wasn't a great skater, but I always worked really hard. I ended up at uh, St. Norbert college uh, D three where we, we did really well. It was a, a team that knew how to win. Um, I was fortunate enough to win two national championships, championships there. And I learned a lot from that. And I, I learned how to really win um, with a great group of guys in an amazing program that, uh, again, built their winning style from work ethic and good defense playing a 200 foot game. And through that, um, I ended up playing pro hockey. I went to play pro hockey for three years. Most of my time was with the Fort Wayne Comets. Um, and then this year I'll be leaving in about two and a half weeks. I'm, I'm going to go to Germany in the Dell two for Freiburg, um, which I'm really excited about. And uh, I think it was, a, it was the right time to make that move. But again, every move all the way up through was, uh, again, like we just talked about, I, I was the one putting in the work. I think a lot of people are always blaming circumstance for where they are or like other people because no one gave them a shot. And, uh, and uh, I'm a perfect example is no, a, a lot of people weren't willing to give me a shot. And I always, I was the one sending the emails out. I was the mm-hmm. one writing cover letters 
resumes, make it, I made my own highlight tape. I made my own highlight tape that I sent over to Germany, sent over to almost uh, every team in uh, Denmark and Germany and France, everywhere. I sent it all over the place because I know regardless whoever else is working for me, I need to put the work in. And if I don't do everything that's possible to get me to the next level, no one else will. And I think that's something that I've always uh, carried with myself, uh, carried about myself and something that's a big part of my character. And uh, that's helped me to get me to where I am. And look, and now this is where I'm at. And again, at 28 years old, I still, I'm still living by those, those principles. So. Man, if you could see the hairs on my arms are standing up, I got goosebumps just thinking about like that effort, uh, you know, just, just thinking about the, the self-awareness you need to have that, you, you, you can be completely honest with yourself and say, you know what, I got to do this. I need to do this for myself because if, no, if I'm not doing it, nobody else is going to do it better for me than I will. So, you know, I got to DM teams. I got to put stuff together. Like I remember when you were working on, you know, all those different, you know, packages and, and cover letters and, and uh, the highlight tapes. And, you know, we had a couple different conversations about it and, you know, you sent me over to it, you sent it over to me. And I was like, yeah, this is awesome. And, you know, as, as much as you, you know, the effort that you put into it, uh, you still got a ton of no's or a ton of, you know, nobody responding. Right. And, and that's, that's kind of what people don't see, right. They don't see like the one, like the hundreds of no's that we'll get as athletes saying, no, like you, you're not good enough or, or no, we don't want you on our team or, or no, not right now, or, or like all that kind of stuff. They just see like, oh, they signed a, a deal. So like, talk to me about like, what is going through your mind and how are you feeling mentally and emotionally towards the whole process when you continuously get no's? And then talk to me about the feeling of, of getting a yes. Mm-hmm. Well, I got what I, and what I've been learning more from everything that I've been re I've been reading a lot more, of late of last like i say actually the last two years and i'm learning that the failures are what define who you are and that you're able to learn from those failures and those failures help you to build that resilience and build that mental endurance for you to keep pushing forward because i got countless no's and even more non-replies for the Mm -hmm. effort that i put in like you're saying like Everyone here, like now you'd email like D1 schools. When I was eight, 19 years old, I there was no emailing teams. I was printing out cover letters and <laughs> <Yeah>. resumes, <laughs> folding them up, finding addresses, putting them in envelopes and mailing them in. I mailed out probably over 100 different letters, cover letters and resumes. Like that's the type of stuff I was doing. And I'd be getting letters of teams just telling me, like literally just saying, thanks, but no thanks. And after me putting all that effort in, I got no response. And mentally, it was, it, again, it it was deflating in the sense that I was like, oh, man, like this, but this is, is not going my way. Like, what's going on? But the reality was I learned from those failures and I was able to, I, I stuck with what I knew I wanted. I wanted to play college hockey. And even though it wasn't D1, like I was able to get to D3, I was able to get one of the top teams. And then again, that again, it built me to prepare for pro hockey because you know it just as much as I do. Pro hockey is straight cutthroat, and that's what mm-hmm. I've noticed. A lot of great players that come in and they're one and done. They're one year and out because they can't handle it. But by the time they get to pro, and I learned all those failures um, helped me to handle, build that mental endurance, that mental resilience to be able to go through the the cutthroat type nature that is pro hockey that people don't talk about. And, um, but then again, on the upside, it is not all bad. Um, when, when you do get that, yes. And when you, when you finally succeed and when uh, like things finally do turn around, it is just an amazing feeling. Like as soon as I knew it was time for me to make the move to Europe where like it was from like a, a, um, a development standpoint and a timing standpoint. Um, and I finally, I got like a lot of teams told me, no, I had every team in 
Denmark and uh, every team in Norway, they were all like, nah, not ready. Um, and then I got, I started talking to a bunch of German teams and uh, this uh, one team, Freiburg, they really, uh, they knew they'd been watching me all year. It is a, te- a team that really wanted me and they sent the contract over. It was an amazing feeling. It was like, I'm so happy I put that work in because if I didn't send that email out, who knows if that would have ever come through. So again, it was just like a product of all that work that I put in. I, that's something that I developed from when I was in juniors through college, through pro, and I still keep doing it because I got to put the work in. And then at the end of the day, I can look in the mirror and be like, okay, your end result is because of you, not anyone else. Man, that's, that's so inspiring to anybody that's going to listen to this, regardless of if you play hockey or if you're an athlete, if you're whoever you are, that's so inspiring to hear. Like when I hear that, I'm just thinking like, yes, that is, that is fucking amazing. Like that is so good for someone to hear that like you're willing to put in that kind of effort and you're willing to stick through it through all the no's and you finally get something great at the end of it. And like, it just, it just shows you that you just need to stick with it. Uh, and, and, you know, most people are just, it's just simple. Like they're just not willing to stick with it. Right. And a lot of the good things that happen are right after like the worst of the worst or like, you know, right after the, the down points. And, and it's just because our perspective is so, different in those moments of like wow things are so terrible right now and then you get this little you know the sun kind of peaks its head out and then you're just you get like excited right and then you know whether you know whatever team you you decide to go to it's irrelevant it's just like you got this glimmer of hope and it's kind of how I try to approach it every year Um, you know I for me my hockey career, I think the best way to describe it is I was just willing to work a little bit harder, a little bit longer than, you know, the other guys. And uh, that's like, you know, that's kind of how I view getting contracts year after year was, you know, a lot of guys, they, you know, they quit, they fell off the wagon. You know, once you start to get 16, 17, 18, 19, 20, then you're like, okay, you know, there's a lot of guys that have, I'm not playing with or not playing anymore. I'm still playing. Uh, you know, they were, they were better than me, but now I'm still playing and they're not playing anymore. Why? Like, why, why is that happening? Because, you know, like I'm just willing to stick it out a little bit longer and then I just get a contract because like, Hey, like I'm over here, you know, waving my hand, like, Hey, what's up guys. And, you know, if you're, exactly. you're just, just kind of staying visible. Right. And then, you know, then you, you have to be obviously good enough. Uh, at some point, you know, you got to be good enough to play and, uh, that does matter for sure, but th- there's a, a lot more than, than people think uh, to being an athlete than just, you know, being, being good at, you know, skills or being good at hockey. It's like you have to be good at a lot of different life skills and there's so much that is transferable to, to life from being an athlete that has nothing to do with being able to skate or shoot or stick handle. Well, yeah, well, a lot of the things you're touching on right now is something that you're seeing kids that are so deficient in and really struggle to understand just because of this technological wave, which is patience. They don't Uh understand patience and they don't understand like foresight and seeing the bigger picture and seeing a a long-term process goal that's the big thing now you're starting to see a lot of pro teams talk about the process but really it's all just it's patience Uh it's uh, that um uh it's similar to the marshmallow test done in the 1950s with little kids and the delayed (laughs) gratification (laughs) test can you hold out right now for with a little bit of take this pain right now for a better outcome more Later. success lo- at the end long run and most kids can't do that now because they they're not they essentially haven't trained that resilience and that endurance that we've talked about earlier in the show and um and it's so critical because when you train that endurance and that mental resilience now they ha- they develop patience 
So now when they're going through these tough times, like you just talked about, they're able to stick through it. And that's what you had. Like that comes up from your upbringing and your hockey environment and your training, all of that, like prepared you to be patient. Like, again, you had all the skill sets there. You developed the fundamentals, but it's more than just skill. There's a lot more that go into it. And I think the big thing now that kids, if one thing kids can take from the show is just, you got to be patient. You got to be resilient. You got to just trust the process that you you'll get there. You need to take some hits along the way though. Yeah. And resiliency only happens by, you know, being able to take those hits. And I think a lot of the, the reason for the athlete now is that, you know, we've seen the, the sheltering of athletes and uh, at all levels, really, um, you know, like we're, we're trying to shelter kids uh, for not getting their feelings hurt, you know, with, with giving away, you know, eighth place or fifth place trophies and ribbons and participation awards and that like, it sounds like, yeah, you're trying to be nice, but honestly, you're just doing the kid a disservice later on in life when, you know, it really matters and someone's like, no, you're not good enough. And they crumble. And then we lose a hockey player because, you know, you, they, they, they lack a fundamental skill of understanding winning versus losing. And then the, the, the most meaty part is what then, and, you know, and then what, like what happens next? Like, what do you do after any particular moment? Like, how do you react? What do you do going forward? Well, yeah, it, 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 I, I couldn't agree more. I deal with this every day. And I see it and I just, it's just appalling how much worse it's getting every year. It's like in an exponential rate. And I was actually just listening to a Jordan Peterson podcast on Joe Rogan. And he talked about a hockey player in Toronto. And uh, he talked about his experience, how kids need to learn how to lose before they can win. And the whole objective is to try and get your kid to be in the like to be able to compete in the most games and the more he's competing at a high level regardless of winning or losing he's progressing and he's learning but if we try to shelter the kids and tell them oh it's it's not about winning and losing it's not about it's not about it really doesn't matter then you're actually preparing the kid to fail uh-huh. And then when essentially that adversity comes they can't learn from it because they don't know the difference they don't you need to feel that that loss before you can win like again a great example is this year we lost game 7 overtime to go to the championship and the team that we lost to end up winning the championship this year and again it it sucked like it was brutal i was just like i i it was a terrible feeling i'm telling you it was that hour and a half after was a very tough hour and a half but you know because of what's going on in my life and everything that I've gone through, I took that loss and I was like, what did I do wrong? And I set up, I remember that next day, the next day I was set like on my free time, I was setting up my own program for the summer specifically on the things that I felt were that did not allow me to succeed in that moment. And I was looking at the things that didn't, that I just faltered in my mistakes And so that the next time I'm in that situation, I'll be ready to win. And I take that feeling, that loss, and I know when I'm back in that situation, I know how to handle it in a more appropriate way. I know how to get to that next level. And I think that's such a crucial thing you have to learn at a young age. It's just so important. Yes. Learning how to to do what's next, right? And learning how to assess yourself in the moments of failure and to be totally transparent and honest with yourself and to be able to look in the mirror and say, okay, I am this or I am that. Now what? Now what do I do? Okay, because it, it doesn't take anything to look in the mirror, but most people just aren't willing to do it because they don't want to face those shortcomings that they have or, you know, their weaknesses or whatever. But in all honesty, like everyone's got their shit. You know, like everyone has their weaknesses. Like I wasn't the fastest skater on the planet, but you know what? I still played in, in the NHL. Like, you know, like you, you can do, you can do it based on who you are. You just need to focus in on what you're really, really good at 
And then you have to make those other things that you're not quite as good at, like you have to make them okay so that you can compete. But like people are, they're losing sight of their vision because they're focusing too much on another person's opinion of them. You know, what someone else is telling them about them, uh, you know, who, who is just trying to put that person at a disadvantage just because they're trying to, you know, spread hate or whatever. When in actuality, you know, the best thing you can do is an introspective and look at yourself and say, okay, what am I? And then you can see where you're deficient. You can see where you're strong. And then you can make your game plan from there and you can assess like, how can I get better from this moment? Oh, I completely agree. Again, like we're kneeling on things that, I think needs to be said, needs to be talked about. And the more they're talked about, the more it's going to start to turn the wheel on the minds of, especially like young players, like people, I, these, again, I, I keep knocking the um, technological wave because of the negative side effects. But again, like people are sitting there staring at everyone else's videos on Instagram, on Facebook, when really the only person you're up against is yourself. Uh-huh. it's no one else really the biggest battle you have is with yourself and every day should be about when you're in the gym when you're on the ice you're not trying to get better than joe you're not trying to get better than sam you're trying to get better than yourself your your latest version of yourself yesterday's version because that's the only way you're really going to ever create that incremental change that leads to a substantial success long term uh-huh. And that's the, if you try to, it, we're, we're so stuck now, like the youth specifically. And, and I get caught doing it too. Like I'm, I'm not no better than any kid. It's the same way social media drags you in and you get stuck in those cycles, but it's, you need to, it, it's, I'm really big on even pushing with my kids is stop looking at other people as like, even stop looking at the pros. Sometimes I need you to just focus on what you need to do right now to be better than yesterday. And yeah. that type of incremental change, that type of work is going to lead to big outcomes. And, I, and that's part of like under, being patient and not understanding what you need to do right now to lead to something better, to lead to the bigger, the bigger goal at the end of the tunnel. Yeah. And that's, you know, that kind of brings us to uh, a topic that, I mean, we both are kind of doing right now and, the the point of like analytics and what what are analytics and and what are we using analytics for and most people have have this view of analytics of okay it's gonna you know it's a it's a measure for people to get contracts or it's measure for you know people to assess uh me versus someone else or or this person versus that person when really the best use of analytics and data and stats is to measure you versus a prior version of you. And that's how we approach player development. It's not about comparing you to the last or to, to the other person. That's, that's something, let, let like other people do that. If you want to use data correctly, you need to assess yourself versus your previous self. And you want to see where did I change? Did I get better here? Did I get worse here? What was I feeling in those in the in that moment before in the build up, the lead up, the preparation? How did I feel? What was I doing? What was I thinking in these moments? And like you use the data to start to understand like how am I learning? How am I developing? What am I doing? Am I better than last time? And you know, like talk to us about a little bit uh, about what you're doing with your you know program here at Babsaki. Well, yeah. Again, with the analytics, again, it's so important that. You're clear with, you're very clear and objective with what you're trying to analyze. And I think that's like people throw the words analytics out, analytics out um, without like properly defining what they're doing with it. And again, for like here at Babs Hockey and what I, again, the analytics that I've been doing was trying to initially was to just measure how goals were being scored specifically the skill that was being used. So whether was it a carried shot, a one-timer, um, uh, was it a tip deflection? And again, um, I, I learned from a really analytic master, I think a person who's really dialed in with those details was the, uh, my skills coach, Ron Johnson. He's uh, 
one of the guys that I've been working with heavily. And uh, he's the first person to really introduce me into analytics. And he showed me different skill sets that I was missing and how he measured goal scoring. And I used that on myself and measured on other NHL players and saw different trends. And so essentially I used those numbers to identify deficiencies in my game and then I improved those areas. And then I did the same with Mike, with the kids that I have. And I showed them essentially which skills they were deficient in through my own analytics that I, I was able to compile, which was where it started was with goals. Like again, the skills that are used to score goals. And that's kind of how I started it. And um, yeah, that's essentially how, that's how we use it here at Babs Hockey. That's great. Honestly, that's great. That's uh, it's you just being practical and learning, right? Like it's just about learning and then applying and, and doing something on the side like that is really, really cool. And, and, you know, I'm very familiar with that obviously because uh, you know, being an athlete and trying to build this program on the side um, it's quite fun. Like, and, and I have that personality to do that. And I know that you have that personality to do that too, because I feel like we're very, very similar in that respect. Like you always, wanted to learn more you always ask question why right so that's that's kind of how we we do things right we want to answer the question why so you know or how or or what right so we're trying to answer questions for for people first of all we're trying to answer them for ourselves so we can be better athletes but now you know in doing this kind of stuff and trying to teach young kids we're trying to answer it for them and you know it's a different animal when you're the, the teacher and you're trying to, you know, you have to have the answers now versus when you were the, you know, the player. Now you were asking a lot of the questions. So how is that? How is that different? Um, it's, it's definitely, I find that teaching amplifies my ability to, as a hockey player myself, it imp- allows me to improve my own training tactics. Mm-hmm. And at the same time, it again puts a lot more responsibility on what I'm doing for the other kid. Cause again, for me, when it's just me, it's one thing like I can mess up or I, again, we're all going to make mistakes, but I, I, I can go, I can test different things out. But when it's like another kid, I know like I have that hour, I got 60 minutes with him on or off ice. I got to make sure that they're getting the exact value that they are expecting. And I know from, <laughs> countless terrible experiences with trainers i try to do everything that that everyone that i worked with did essentially from a hockey skills point because growing up i did i worked with a lot of different skills guys and a lot of them just again they were really deficient and just i felt like very careless and i think it's so important that you take the job seriously when you're developing Mm -hmm. kids because i wish i had access to someone who with a the the information that is available now and be cared enough to like, give me, put me on the right path. And cause I had to do a lot of it on my own, essentially like mm-hmm. it did, it did help me, but it's, it's such a, I think it's such a, a huge responsibility and I enjoy it because I, I love helping kids and getting them to that next level. But again, it's, it's such a, it's very important that you take it seriously. And uh, it's definitely a great process so far. I've really made some great relationships and some really good kids that I've been able to have the pleasure to teach. So, yeah, no, and that's a, that's a lot of fun. That is a fun aspect of it. And when you get to see, you know, kids and students that we'll call them students uh, excel and, and then move on and then, you know, even if you just see them within, you know, one training session or with, within one uh, video session, uh, you start to see them understand and, and pick up and you see them learn. Like that kind of stuff is rewarding. And it's, it's basically you're seeing the, the product of, you know, your whole life's work. Uh, you're able to say, oh, I taught someone something. And it's, it's, very, it's very humbling to be able to see that, you know, you put in enough effort and enough work in one area to be able to teach someone something that they can go and now apply. And it's when you think of it like that, that kind of perspective it gives you, um, it's, uh, it's pretty humbling and it's pretty fun to think of it like that. So 
yeah, no, that's been, it's been really fun to watch you for sure. Uh, you know, I've been following you obviously for a long, obviously a long time, but just to see the progressions that you've been making, uh, it's been, it's been really fun. So, you know, like how, how have you felt that you've been dealing with it, you know, as an athlete, uh, at that, you know, that East coast level and at the D three level, um, you know, coming out of uh, division three, but you know, you won two national championships, right? Like, what do you feel is the perspective of an athlete coming out of division three and then playing in the East coast. And now you're working your way up and you're playing in, you know, the second league in Germany, which I know is, is a good league. And, you know, like talk to me about dealing with someone else's expectations. Did you, you know, did you find that it hurt you a little bit? Did you care about it at all? Did you put that stuff aside? Like what was your perspective on it? Well, again, I think you really have to put it aside because especially coming from what I learned early is that especially coming from a, a D3 school and trying to get through the pro circuit, you have to live with this. Uh, it's just kind of a stigma that's attached to you, and it's very hard to progress essentially through the North American circuit. I'm not saying it's not possible. There's lots of players that do. I've played with some that have been able to go through and move up to the A and stuff, but it's very difficult, but you have to learn how to put that aside. And again, that's the part where you have, you have to stop focusing on what other people are doing and focus on yourself. And that's something that I had to learn throughout my time. Like, as I was playing pro, I had to really make that adjustment from, man, like, what, why am I not, why can I progress? Or like, what is he thinking? It's like, no, you got to put that stuff aside and you got to focus on what you got to do to get better and focus on those controllables. And those are the things that are essentially going to allow you to keep progressing and find, there's lots of great places to play hockey in higher levels. Essentially, it's just about being patient and putting the work in on yourself and not blaming other people. I think we everyone we want to point the finger a lot. And there's a lot of finger pointing going on in today's world. But the biggest thing is I think you got to turn and point the finger at yourself. Am I doing the work? Am I doing everything necessary? And yeah. So, uh, no, it's true. You it's true. Absolutely true. So... You know, it's kind of cliche. It's it's funny, but like when you point at someone, there's three fingers pointing right back at you. So, you know, like there's there's a lot of a lot of things to be said for for trying to blame someone else for you know what you achieve. Like that's the point of being a human. We have the ability to choose, and you know what we choose, what we choose to see, who we choose to you know follow, who we choose to learn from you know, what we choose to do to make ourselves better, that's all on us. And, you know, th- those are the types of things that um, people aren't really thinking of. I don't think they're just thinking about, they're just seeing the moments, right? Like they just see the one moment. And when you get caught up, you know, thinking about like, oh, they're all just, you know, I want to, I want to live for that moment. It's, it's great in theory. Like it sounds amazing. But really, like, you live for the process. Like, the process is the fun part. Like, I got to be honest, my entire hockey career, I loved practice more than the games. Why? Because I just love to be out there. I loved working hard. I loved doing all the stuff that, you know, like, maybe other guys didn't want to do, but I loved it. And when I got to the games, like, the games felt easy, you know, because, uh, you know, you put the work in during the week or, or during the practice sessions and the games is just like, you kind of just, you're in flow state, you know, you just let it fly. Yeah, no, it, I lo- again, I love the process and I love the practice. And even in, like in Fort Wayne every year, I, I was the guy going out early shooting on goalies. Like I show on both the goalies and I was just looking at it as another opportunity just to work on uh a shot I wanted to develop or a different technique. And I, and then at the end of practice, I was the guy setting up a drill with two or three other guys. Okay, go on this end guys. What are we going to do here? Or waiting till the coaches were done doing their stuff and boom, like I was getting a drill set up. So I always enjoyed that process. But like you said, people get caught up in the moment and there was a lot of focus on uh, let's focus on the now. And it's very good in theory. And again, that's a, that's the one thing is you see a lot of people come up with a lot of theories, but not a lot of concrete uh, s- solutions or 
uh, applicable theories that actually work in the real world. Yeah, and that's like practicality, that, right? Yeah, and that's hard to come by. It's re- it really is hard. And I, I again, that's kind of like what I try to put myself around people that are more practical and actually produce results versus just fun theories that are again sound nice but again when you put them in a real world environment it's very not likely and so that whether it's my training system or the people i work or i hang around like those are the type of people that i i hang around people with those type of mentalities or perspectives yeah and that you know you and that becomes the product of what you are right of the people that you're around right so it's good to surround yourself with people that a can help you get to where you want to go, but, but B that are like-minded and they think like you and, and they can help lift you up instead of, you know, tear you down. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's, that's what you want to be around. Right. No, no, exactly. And that's, it, it's a huge, it's again, our parents weren't wrong when they said they didn't want us hanging around that, that, kind of shifty crowd because you end up being like them it, it, there was some truth to that so our parents oh 100 percent, they had something they had some uh credit they were right on that call that's for sure yeah absolutely the, the role of parents cannot be understated and and i know you know that for sure uh how important uh a parent is uh to the development of not only an athlete to a person uh you know like just just what they can set you up with in terms of you know foundational building blocks and like life skills like whether you you're going to be a compassionate person whether you're going to care about the next person beside you like talk to me about the role uh that you feel uh parents you know whether it be you know in your own personal life or what you think parents should be doing or are doing well now um, that you've seen in some of the athletes that you work with? Um, yeah. You know what, again, with the, with the athletes I'm working with, I've actually been fortunate enough to deal with some real great parents that again, re- they, I think the reason they were drawn to me is because how I don't put up with kids that don't want to work and their kid these parents want their kids to work and they see me not letting them I don't let the kids get away with bad technique and I push the kids and the parents are sitting there going yes I love it I love it keep it up I want that because I think you see a lack of that now you see this like huge it like whether it be like teaching whatever it is they're forced to almost coddle the kids and a Mm -hmm. lot of parents coddle all like groups of kids and i think these parents are like the ones that i've been working with are really starving for that i need my kid to be pushed that's i they need them to be ready i need them to be ready for the game but it's not just the game which is hockey it's the game that is life because essentially Mm -hmm. if you're not pushed right now you're just gonna set them up to fail and that was like again my mom always kept me on my toes as (laughs) a single portuguese mom um, that came came from very little and and she 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 made me earn it I had to earn every little bit because we didn't have much and so I think uh, I, I'm very thankful that I had that because it allowed me to be who I was and then from a parent a parent standpoint with the kids that I'm working with like these parents like I think that's for a parent that's listening is like you should want your kid to be pushed to that limit. And you should, again, teach your kid the value of, again, learning from their failures because they're not going to win every game. And I think like, parents that I think more parents need to, again, push those kids, push your kids. You got to push them to those limits because if you don't do it now, it's, it's going to be unexpected when it comes later on in life. And that unexpected those unexpected situations, those unexpected failures are going to be so much more traumatic and so much harder to come back from. Um, yeah. On. Again, whether yeah. it's not just hockey, hockey, you can only play for so long. Like there's a time limit on that life yeah. is a little <laughs> bit longer. So you, you gotta be, it essentially, this is just setting you up for the rest of your life. So. Yes. Yes, exactly. And you know, that's why I mentioned it because you know, your, your, your mom is one of the best examples of, you know, giving you like some of the most you know fundamental skills and doing it well and and you know i just you just can see when a when a a kid or a person is 
you know, been parented well. They, they don't make excuses a lot of the time. And, and, you know, like, I gotta be honest, like nobody was handing you anything and you never made an excuse ever. And like, I, I never want, and still now, like I still have never ever heard you complain or make an excuse, not once. And that's like, there is, there is so many people that, you know, make excuses or, or complain about like the dumbest shit ever, like the dumbest things. And it's just, it, it's like, you know what, the people that actually make it, they, they spend so little time worrying about, you know, your opinion of them. They're just doing their thing and that's how they get ahead. It's, you know, most kids, they think like, Oh, they had, this person is so much more talented. is so much more skilled. And, you know, well, there's no secret to how they got there. They just continuously worked the whole time when you were, you know, trying to tear someone else down by saying, you know, oh, this person did this to me or like, it doesn't matter. Like, just do your thing and you're going to get what you, you know, get what you get. Yeah, it, it, I, I, I try to use this example. It leads up to a great example. Um, and the kids now don't even understand it. That was the sad thing. I was like, I only have so much mental bandwidth. Like there's only so much I have. And like, I was like, did you kid? I was like, Hey guys, you guys know, ever had been on like a limited, like Wi-Fi plan or data yeah. plan? and every kid's like, what do you, what is that? And I was like, okay, well this metaphor is not going to work, but we only, I, I only, each person only has a limited amount of mental bandwidth that they have. And if they spend it wasting on blaming other people, Oh man. But at the end of the day, you're just like sitting there. No wonder I can't do anything. I'm just so tired. I ran yeah. out. I'm running on 2g right now. <laughs> I, I need, I, you only have a certain amount. So you got to allocate your resources. And so it's really nice of you to say, like, I do appreciate it. And that's always, but that's, I've that, those were the cards I was dealt. And again, you, you can't, if I sat there and made excuses, I probably wouldn't be playing hockey right now. For like sure. No questions job. asked. No, no questions asked. You wouldn't. And you wouldn't be the type of person you are, which is, you know, someone who's helping the youth now. So, so mm-hmm. talk to me about your, your own training. Uh, what point of the, you know, your training progression are you in now? I mean, I know you're getting ready to head overseas soon. So talk to me about what you've been doing uh, right now. So again, now from a training aspect, it's been more, again, it's, I, we're moving to more of like higher conditioning. It's a more explosive type work. But again, because like I have to be over there in August and again, I don't know what to expect. I'm not, I don't want to o- almost overtrain too much to where like I'm ready for the start of the season, August 1st. Uh-huh. So I'm just trying to get right now is get most of my conditioning in and try to make sure my body is explosive again right now like I built my strength and built the power and I only had a short time frame I had about seven weeks to kind of like from the end of the season I took two and a half weeks off and then I started training so I only had seven weeks to really build a summer type program but um, uh, again I built that fundamental base I just kind of get, get some high reps in early on and a lot of circuit type training to build that aerobic base. And then now I've been moving to more explosive movements and some more game-like conditioning, like again, going 45 seconds to a minute, but getting the adequate recovery that it would be getting in a game. And, uh, but again, like I, I've talked to you and I won't talk too much about it, but the training aspect too is move more to a, it, I've learned from functional patterns there, uh, Again, it's just really based on building the biomechanics that build our structure, similar to what you were talking about, running, throwing. It's like those are some of the basic Uh mechanics. And that's kind of how the structure is built on. Uh, Again, walking, standing posture. So a lot of the technical aspect, I, I work on a lot of stuff like that. And then the conditioning side is using a lot of the fundamental drills that I've learned from there from the past three years and put it in a circuit situation that will mimic the environment that I'll be in. And so I find that that's really helped my body, especially as I, I'm getting older and playing more games, help me to be more sustainable and still just as sharp and as explosive. So, but yeah, like I said, I'm feeling really good from that training aspect. And then uh, we talked earlier about the Mars blades. I've been really mm-hmm. on the Mars blades and, Again, ice is expensive. I know it's real expensive in Toronto. Yeah. Uh, uh, the Mars blades have been awesome just to kind of, again, it really mimics the on ice 
um, uh, feel. And so it, I've been really loving working with it, like especially with the short period I have to really get all the stuff in that I, I want to get in. It's really helped me to amplify my training and so that I don't, I, I don't have to be on the ice per se so much. So that, that's pretty cool. That sounds pretty interesting. So like, how does it work? Like, is there like, like you, you say that, you know, when you use those, the Mars blade, it feels like you're doing, you know, on ice work, but you're, you're on rollerblades then? Yeah. So it's a, it's a, there's an arc technology. So it, it, there's a rocker technology that makes you feel like you're on an arc, just like what skates would be. And um, uh, so when you're on these, they're essentially roller blades, but they, when you put the, I, cause I got a, an on ice boot and then put, I bought the, the bottom stuff, the rocker and the, the blades to put on mm-hmm. it. Yeah. And um, uh, it just feels like it, when I leaned on my toes, it, the boot itself moves forward. So I get that forward lean like I would on the ice. And then if I fall back on my heels a little too much, I'll like feel that lean. So it really feels like you're on the ice and really working that arc that you would be if you're skating on regular hockey skates. So again, I think with the right drills, like I work on a lot of um, edge stuff like stride mechanics. Um, been working on a lot of uh, trying to work on the wide base and working on being able to be deceptive. And it's really been super helpful to get my body in line and really work the mechanics of on ice skills. While but like again, doing it off ice, which is nice. That is pretty cool. It's great. Uh, it's great insight there. Like that's uh, that's pretty cool stuff. Uh, shout out to uh, Marsblade for uh, making a pretty cool product for our boy Babs to use here. It's it's pretty awesome. Allowing yeah, you to no, allowing you to train. That's great. That's awesome. They, they got some great stuff. Again, like that's a, I'm just trying to all my training, whether regardless whether it be in the gym with FP, it could be Marsblades. It could be working with. Uh, my boy, like working with the skills coaches, it's all built on just being the maximizing the efficiency that I have, the amount of time I have. So like, I just don't have a lot of time to waste. It's very, again, like I told you only at seven weeks really to get a typical summer in. And so I had to be super efficient with my time. And so it's just a, it's a great tool. I think it's, it ended up costing me like 200 bucks to get it. But I'm telling you it was well worth the investment because now I'm not paying on ice costs. All I need yeah. is a road hockey stick, um, a ball, or um, a, one of the green biscuits. Yeah. And I'm out there wheeling around doing everything I would be on 90% of the stuff you would be on the ice. So, wow, that's, that's great. That's a great practical approach to the training. And, you know, for, for people who are conscientious about maybe some ice costs and they can get out to, you know, like their local tennis courts and get on there and, and maybe do some just just getting out there and, and like doing stuff, right? Like just being creative. That's a great opportunity. Like there's, there's definitely a place to do like your, you know, your, your skillful stuff where you actually have to use, you know, like tight turns and, you know, on ice type of feel and mechanics. There's the place for all that, but there's also a place for, you know, getting out there and just kind of playing hockey and, and doing what feels, you know, good. And in those moments and that, you know, what you get in those moments are you get some creativity, you get some, obviously some good practice because you get some good reps, but you also build a little bit of a connection, you know, to the game each, each time you get out there because, you know, you're doing it because you love it. Not because you, nobody's forcing you to go out and do that. Like you're just doing it because you want to do it. You know, like it's, that's kind of, it's, that's the way I look at it. No, I, I completely agree. And, and like you nailed it there, like, Again, you need to get on the ice. I'm not saying that it's a supplement. Or like it, it can completely change that out. But the thing is like, okay, on ice wise, you can probably get two or three sessions a week. That's probably like the most average person's going to do during the summer. As you get closer to the season, you might do a little bit more. But see, that's like where I'm at. I'm on the ice two or three times a week. But then I go out on my Mars blades almost every day. And uh-huh. I spend between 15 to 40 minutes just depending on the time frame I have and I'm working different skills. I'm getting creative with it. And it, that's, it, that's opening up my game so much more because now it's just, it's more time than I'm getting with the game. 
but I'm not fatiguing myself from an on ice standpoint. I'm outside. I'm in the sun. It's awesome. Like, it's like, man, I'm playing hockey outside. It's like, yeah, yeah I'm getting the best of both worlds. I'm not stuck in an arena. Like and I love the rink, but being outside in the sun, it's hard to beat. So yeah, the sun makes everything better. Yeah, exactly. So you're out there in the sun. It's like, I get, I get some mornings where I'm just, instead of I get to wake up in the morning, go out and mark, that's the first thing I do. Cause we have ice later. So I'm like, wow. Okay. Like that's a great way to start the day. Absolutely. And so, Plus, um, you're gonna have you're gonna have a, a solid six weeks of training camp, and when you get over to Europe, so you gotta yeah. you gotta pace yourself uh, in terms of you know getting on the ice too much because you're gonna be on the ice uh, every day for the next six weeks once you get there. So yeah, so that's again too. Like I don't want to. That's what I've told you. My training, like again, I'm just trying to keep my body so that it's ready to go for whatever I'm gonna get there. But it can't be game ready. Like it can't be game ready August first. No, no. You you'll be ready. Um, you want to be peaking like when the season comes around, and then you kind of want to, you know, sustain that. And then you're gonna like everyone has ebbs and flows as they go through the season, and then you want to peak again. You know, just before playoffs. And yeah, like yeah, everyone has their. And that's managing your body again. That's yeah. self awareness. Managing your training throughout the season. Managing the ups and downs. But again, like that's, that's just the, it, it, again, just learning how to utilize these tools before you go out, oh, go over there or before you, or you utilize the tools for the summer to amplify your training and just take it to another level. Like you're just, and that's what I've always been about is just finding the, the, the things that just never worked out always kind of like fall off to the side. But the things that are really sustainable, the things that really make the difference, they always stick through. And it's about finding a real finding like how they'll be useful for you and how it can really just step up your game that little bit more. Absolutely. So. You hit the nail on the head. Well, yeah, that's this is all great stuff. Yeah, like this is it's been a really good chat. I uh I really enjoyed this actually quite thoroughly. Um, you know, like this is uh, this is something that you know we've been trying to get done for for some time, but I think it, it offers a lot of value to the people who are going to listen to it. So, um, you know, are there any like what things that you know before we we do our little you know sign off here? What what do you feel like you you would want to call to attention right now? And you know, with you know respect to what you're doing, um, maybe give you know people some awareness to you know where they can go or like things that you feel you know strongly for or like your program and you know just you know bring some awareness to you know something that you want the floor is yours kind of i i i'm gonna keep it simple and stick to one thing and the big thing that i've been on uh for the last for the last while and i think it's so important for not just youth any hockey player at any level and again it's understanding who you're competing against it's not the people around you it's the person you're staring in the mirror and that person's the one you got to hold accountable and that's the person you got to hold you got to be responsible to that's the person you're facing every day and again you're trying to compete against yourself every single day you want to be that little bit better and again that little bit better it's not going to seem like much it's not even going to be seen no one's really going to notice it from a day-to-day type view but over time that change is going to be huge and again you're going to be able to see things in yourself that you never thought were possible and so i i think the biggest thing i want i want anyone to get out of this is really look in the mirror and understand that's the person you're competing with stop looking at everyone's instagram stop looking at their facebook highlight reels like everyone's so busy looking at what other people are doing focus on what you're doing and focus on competing and being better than yourself that you were yesterday and i promise you like that's going to get you to a level of uh, get your game to a level that you never thought was possible and again, that's uh, you ever want to look at some of my stuff? Uh, again, my Babs hockey page on Instagram. I I like to post stuff sporadically there. Again, just with how busy I am, I can't do it as consistently. Um, but I always love just giving keeping people updated. And then I got a website, just babshockey.com. And again, I got most of my videos are uploaded and a YouTube channel. 
uh, for Babs Hockey, where I'm posting more and more content on there. Again, just driving a lot of the principles that I like to share to everyone. But again, that's the big thing that I've been on of late, and I really like to share with kids and any hockey player because once you get that, you get that principle down. I really believe and know that you'll be able to excel your game and excel just your own development a whole nother level. That's fantastic. Well, Babs, you're a tremendous human being. You're a great hockey player. You are a good friend. Uh, you got a great story. And you work harder than just about everyone else uh, that I know. <laughs> but uh, no, I mean, uh, yeah, like this is this is uh, this is great for people to listen to and to hear from someone uh, that is actually putting in the work, like not like the the fake kind of like yeah, I'm working hard type work. Like I like I know the work that you're putting in to perfecting your, or I mean, to, you know, excelling in your craft and excelling in your field and to, you know, starting to set yourself up for what you're going to do after hockey. And I think that that's very, very smart and commendable. And I think that because you're doing it around something that you feel so passionately for and something that you love to do um, and knowing your character and, and how, you know, diligent and passionate you are about working hard uh, and loving the process uh, this this little venture that you got here is definitely going to work out uh, favorably for you, for sure. There's no question about it. Well, yeah, no, I really appreciate it. And again, too, like growing up, like mentors like yourself, like again, you don't notice it, but again, you trend the way, like you, you're the guy in the gym, just like I was working hard. We were alike. We had the same type of character, same work ethic. You were building a business while you were playing a pro, playing pro hockey. It's the, like, again, we work on same wavelength, we same value sets. And that's why we get along. And I love what you're doing with like shift hockey. You really got some great stuff going and offering kids the opportunity to get better and to get to that next level. And something that I, I never, I didn't have as much opportunity when I was younger, I had to do it a lot myself. And it's amazing that you're in there helping people like over back home, helping them get to the next level. And that's just an amazing thing, an amazing feature. And uh, again, I'll, I'll make sure to let everyone know on my channel to make sure to check out your stuff. If they're ever in the area to go get, get on the ice with you get whipping around with you and the rest of the boys out there. <laughs> I appreciate that, Babs. I do. Thank you. And, uh, well, we're going to be in touch throughout the season because I'd love to get you back on the show and to update our, our listeners, uh, with what you got going on and how the season's going. And, uh, we'll be posting some of your stuff, uh, some more info about you on, uh, on our social pages here as we go, um, just creating more awareness about you, uh, and your personal brand so that more people can, uh, get some attention to you and, and to see the story because I think it's just important for people to learn from your story. I think it's just a great story. Well, no, I appreciate it. And I hope I can help in any way, anything you need. Like I'm always here to help again, all again, you're a person that's willing to put the work in. And so it, all the information, it's all out there. I'm all willing to share it again. I, I hopefully every, all your viewers take something from it and uh, again, help them get better and, Again, you just help slowly build this brand up. So I think it's awesome. I appreciate that, Babs. Well, thanks for joining us on the show. And uh, we'll look forward to connecting with you again next time. Okay. Sounds good, Mike. You have a good one. You too. Ciao. See ya. Thanks so much, Mason, for being on the show today. I thought today's episode was just amazing. And anybody that listens to this episode is going to get a ton of value. Um, they're going to get a ton of good, positive emotions. Uh, they're going to think to themselves, what am I actually doing? And, you know, hopefully if we can inspire uh, a few people to look in the mirror and to say, you know what, I'm going to stop making excuses, then we've done our job here. And, and to be honest, you know, just in the conversation we've had, uh, Mace, we, it was just a, a great, great conversation and, you know, inspired me to go and look deeper into my, you know, what I'm doing here and, and see how I can bring more to the table. And, you know, this is kind of uh, how we do things here. And then I know it's how you're doing things with Babs Hockey. So I'm really excited to see where your, that whole program can go and how we can continuously work together and, and keep our friendship strong. And I think it's uh, 
you know, it's just easy to see or easy to like you, um, you know, because you're just a humble individual and it, it'll be easy for people to connect with you. Uh, hopefully you guys can go over and check Mason's pages out on Instagram at BAPS Hockey and then see his website, uh, Uh He's got a lot of really good information, uh, good blogs and good videos on YouTube. So go over and check it out. Um, and while you're at it, uh, feel free to head on over to iTunes and leave us a rating or a review and help other people see this episode. Uh, there's a lot more people that would benefit from this episode, at least we think. Uh, so if you could help us get this in front of more people, that would be awesome. And we'd really, really appreciate that. And as always, we definitely appreciate your attention. And until next time, continue to perform and upgrade your performance by learning and just being self-reflective and having higher self-awareness. And that's really the key, guys. Just understanding you on a better level. So till next time.